I would like to go ahead and read our scripture for today. And so I'll let you, if you would like to turn in your Bibles, you're welcome to. And and the text is in Isaiah. It's Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 10. So Isaiah 35, Isaiah is in kind of the section of the Old Testament, of the prophetic books that we call them. Interesting fact, they're kind of just arranged in the length uh, that they have in the Bible. So the shorter ones are in the towards the end of the Old Testament, and the longer ones are towards the beginning. Neither, None of them are more important than the others, though I will say that Isaiah is probably one of the most treasured uh, books of prophecy in the Old Testament, both for Christians and for Jewish people. So let me read this for us. It's Isaiah chapter 35, verses 1 through 10, and this is another prophecy, another promise. It's really pointing to the promise of new creation that we've been talking about. And our beautiful artwork that we have uh, displayed, the picture here, the third one, if you're going from this side over, is been drawn and inspired by the words of uh, this text. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance. With divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs, In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today is what we call in the Christian calendar, Joy Sunday. It's also called Rejoice Sunday. Uh, In Latin, it's called Gaudete Sunday, which basically just means to rejoice. Advent, as many of you probably know, is typically more of a somber season. When you get to Christmas is when you start singing more happy stuff and start having more cheer. But Advent is really meant to be a little bit of a more somber season. Um, I think that's kind of why I like it. I tend to err on that side of things. Um, it's a time to confess and repent. It's a time to prepare ourselves 
for Jesus' coming. You notice even in the seasons, as, as Christmas is coming, the days just get darker and darker. Advent is more of a heavy season. However, on the third Sunday of Advent, many traditions kind of lighten the load a bit and lighten the spirit. We light the pink candle and we talk about joy. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. The Isaiah text that, that we read for you today is a beautiful promise of new creation. And I love this. I've loved every text we've read each week. They're so powerful. I encourage you, maybe it's just a spiritual practice, to read those words each day as we kind of gear up for the next week. But it's so powerful. These images are so profound. This uh, promise in Isaiah is of restoration. It's of new creation. It's of life coming to places that are dead and, and maybe seem dead and, and you can't find life. And it is inspired and brought joy to people really for centuries. Um, it was written for folks originally. The original hearers of these words um, were people who felt like a dry desert. They felt like they had thirsty and they needed something to give them life. It was written for people who felt like they just couldn't keep going. It was written for people who looked around and saw a world suffering from drought and famine. And it was a promise that even creation would be renewed and restored. The images of this text are blooming deserts, dry lands flowing with water. These are images of safety and of healing. The text begins, I love how it says that the desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will even rejoice. It's an image of like the actual creation itself singing for joy because there is now water flowing. There is new life. And this is particularly inspiring to me this year as we've seen even in the United States, this country being just like ravaged by extreme drought, and, and you can imagine the land just crying out for quenching. The prophet tells the people of Israel, he says, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. According to the prophet, the Israelites could rejoice even in the midst of a very hard situation, they could experience joy because, because of God's promise that He would come, that God would come. And when God would come, God is going to bring new creation to all peoples and to all places. I'm excited about that. But let's be honest here. <laughs> we still see deserts, don't we? We see, still see droughts, we see famines, we see fires. We're just coming on the year anniversary of the tragedy where the tornado flew across the town in Kentucky and decimated homes and destroyed lives. We see human misery, we see suffering, not so much healing and being made whole. We don't see as much of that as we long to see. We still need God to come and save us. Sure, we can rejoice about the promise of new creation, but what about now, right? What about right now? And for those of us who are still holding on to hope and clinging to God's promises, a lot of people are struggling and say, I don't know if God is a promise keeper or not because I see a lot of suffering. But for those of us still trying to hold on, it's even harder for us 
because we see all the suffering around us. And it's hard to understand where God is in the midst of all of it, right? It's hard. This is the great problem of evil and suffering that people have been trying to wrestle with since the beginning of time, right? We want to believe in a good God who is powerful and mighty and has a plan. Yet what is going on around us? We see so much pain. Advent is a very interesting season. I want to explain why I think it's interesting. The word Advent means coming or arrival. So Advent is about showing up. It's about arriving. It's about coming into a place. Now, it's always felt a bit odd for me as a Christian because we believe God has already come in Jesus, right? So it's kind of weird, like, preparing for Jesus to come in Bethlehem because, like, he came in Bethlehem. In history, we believed that 2,000 years ago, right? So it's always been a bit odd for me. We believe that the prophecies in Isaiah were fulfilled in Jesus. That is part of the Christian belief and confession. That's why we can sing the song that the band led us in this morning, joy to the world, the Lord is come. So yes, God has already come in Jesus, but we see that tension. God has come, but just to be frank, we need God to come again. (laughs) You know, he didn't fix everything the first time, right? There is still a lot of work that needs to be done. All was not made right when Jesus came the first time. There is still work left to be done. And so during Advent, we celebrate the first time Jesus came, but really what we're doing in many ways is looking forward to the second time Jesus will come. We are waiting for that day. We are longing for that day. But the question we always wrestle with at Embrace is this, what do we do in the meantime? (laughs) Right? We had the first coming of Jesus. We're waiting for the second coming of Jesus, and what do we do in this space in between? What about now? Well, here's the, really, here's the really interesting and exciting part for me about Advent. We actually are celebrating three comings of God. So the first one, the coming of God in Jesus in Bethlehem. Part of our, our faith and our belief is that it actually happened. God came, incarnated himself, and walked among us in this person who was fully God and fully human named Jesus of Nazareth. The third one you see on the list is the second coming of God when Jesus returns. But also, we believe in the continual coming of God, in the small and big ways that God shows up for us each and every day of our lives. I heard someone say that the Christian life is a perpetual advent. We're always waiting and anticipating the ways God's going to show up. We're waiting for it, and we also anticipate it because we believe that it will happen. That God is going to reveal himself to us over and over and over again. Show up in our lives and in the world. Christ is always coming, always arriving, always showing up, always reaching out. And and we believe this is who God is. God is a God who shows up. One day all will be well and all will be made whole. And while we wait we can still rejoice. We can have joy because we see the countless ways that God shows up in our world each and every day. Now, let me say something here. If we have eyes to see the things of God, right, then we can rejoice because we see all the ways God's showing up. We live in this perpetual advent. But let me be honest with you. I believe everything I just said, 100%. (laughs) I believe it. 
But i got to be real with you. I've had a hard time this week having the eyes of God and seeing all the ways that God has shown up for me. I've had a hard time this week. I have not been very joyful. I don't know if I've experienced much of any joy this week, just to be honest. So it's really hard to show up and preach a sermon on it. Frankly, I did not want to preach today. Um, I certainly did not want to preach about joy today. Um, last week, it, this past week's just been one of the hardest weeks I've had in a while, and, and nothing terrible happened in my life. But it's just I experienced the stress of trying to care for a sick kid while recovering from being sick myself. Um, Laura and I had very busy weeks. Um, things weren't clicking for me this week. I felt exhausted, and I couldn't manage and still haven't managed to figure it all out <laughs> and kind of get myself where I need to be. I couldn't fig- can't figure out how to make it all work. And usually what I do in my life is I just put my head down and I try to power through. Do you all ever do that? Just try to power through stuff. And I've struggled this week to just power through. Um, and, and maybe uh, you all understand what I'm talking about. You know, each week, I as a pastor desire to show up and do what Isaiah was telling the people to do. I want to show up and I want to strengthen your feeble hands. <laughs> I want to show up and steady your weak knees. I want to help you stay grounded and be strong and overcome your fears. And I had to ask myself this week, what do I do if I feel weak, if my knees are not feeling great, or if my hands are feeble, or if my spirit is not where I want it to be? How do I help you all experience joy when I don't feel joyful? This may be the hardest part of being a pastor, just to be honest. And I'll tell you, throughout the whole pandemic, it was like a weekly, a weekly deal. <laughs> and I found the way through it was just to be honest with you all about it. And so I pray that, that this is a space I can be like that. <laughs> Something, uh, thank you, Jeremy, I appreciate it. Jeremy always encourages me, to be honest. Um, Something occurred to me on Friday night. Um, We had a few people over to our house, and everyone was just, it was a really beautiful evening, and and my wife really helped us go to some deep places um, with our group of folks, and we shared some really deeply personal and profound stories from our lives. And one of our friends shared a song uh, with the group, and, and she really shared this song for those who were feeling like they're barely hanging on. Do you all feel like you're barely hanging on? And she basically, the gist of the song was, if you just can't right now, if you feel like you're slipping, if you feel like you can't hold on any longer, then, then hold on to me. I've got you. And the song was a song really just saying, hold on. I got you. Hold on to me. When you need someone to carry your load, I'm here. And ultimately, that's what community is all about. Um, That's what friendship is all about. It's about holding one another. It's about bearing each other's burdens. And what occurred to me is that I don't always have to be the strong one. Um, Sometimes you all will need me, and sometimes I will need you. And perhaps some of you all feel like me this morning, that you're struggling to feel joyful today. Maybe you're struggling to see the ways God is showing up for you and, and working in our midst. It's hard to have joy if we can't see the things God's doing, right? Well, the beautiful thing is we do have one another. And so uh, what I'm going to attempt to do this morning is give us a chance to lift one another up. Um, Because I know I need some joy, and I imagine others of you do as well. In 2020, uh, during the thick of the pandemic, many of us read a book together called The Book of Joy. And it's a book that was written by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. Um, Desmond Tutu has since passed away. Um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu pointed out in the book 
this simple fact that is really profound, and he pointed out that joy is actually contagious, that joy can be shared with others. You can, your joy actually can bring joy into another person's life. And my hope is today that some of your joy can spread uh, what I would call like a virtuous virus in this room. <laughs> is that too soon? I'm sorry. Um, uh, but, you know, we're, things are spreading, but I want to spread some joy. Um, my hope is that we will all leave here feeling a bit more joyful because we see clearly uh, the ways that God is showing up for us in our everyday lives. Um, Desmond Tutu, I just want to share this quote. It's the last thing I want to share. He writes in the book that we can actually be a reservoir of joy, an oasis of peace, a pool of serenity that can ripple out to all those around you. And I know for a fact, I can say 100% that you all have been that for me at times in my life, and my hope is I've been able to be that for you. And so I'm going to stop sharing, and I just want, we do this occasionally, and for some of you all, this may feel very strange to like just open it up for people to say things, uh, but I think it's one of my favorite things we do as a church. But I want to just give you all a chance to share, and so some of you may have no problem speaking out into this large room. Um, some of you may, but I encourage you, if you have something to share, just try, you know, because uh, it's a really uh, great thing for us to hear from one another what we are feeling. Every Monday night, we always have a time of sharing, and it's just one of the most encouraging things every single week is to hear what folks are grateful for. So the question I want you all to think about this morning and to answer is this, and, and is this, what has brought you joy lately? Like, what has brought you joy recently in your life? And I'm talking about just the ways that you see God showing up for you in big and small ways. How have you seen signs of new creation in your everyday life? What has brought you joy? And I think through hearing things that have brought you all joy, hopefully all of us will feel a little bit more joyful. And so those of you online, I'd love if y'all could type some of your things out, and I'll, I'll try to keep track of it and, and read some of those for the group as well as you all write some things that have brought you joy. But what I want to do basically is just open it up, and y'all can shout, shout out things. Um, if it's just one word, that's totally cool. It's a little bit longer, a, a little bit longer, that's okay too. Uh, we don't have time for multiple sermons this morning, unfortunately. Um, so be mindful of how long uh, you share. But uh, what is something that has brought you joy recently? It could be a story, it could be a, a concept, it could be a thing you did, whatever it may be. So, Becky, start us out. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to repeat back what folks say so those who are online or listening later can hear. But Becky just shared every time she steps foot in this building and just around all of you all uh, that she feels a lot of joy. And that's one reason why we need to not stop getting together. You know, a lot of people... I understand why people are down on church uh, and don't think it's that important to go to church. Um, I get it. But we got to keep coming together because we need each other. We need these opportunities to gather and experience one another's joy. Yeah, Dan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dan just sharing that he got to go to this uh, new Mexican restaurant in town and just all the folks there, all the joy in the room and people dancing and just 
just felt like a, a really joyful space to be in. And, and you were feeding off that joy of the folks in that restaurant. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure, John. <laughs> uh, Carolyn. Yeah, so just sharing that that now it's dark, so on the way home it's dark, which is not always great, but the other side of that is the sun's coming up earlier, and so just being able to see the sunrise on your way to work, yeah. Now, I, I haven't done this lately, but I used to run early in the mornings, and being able to, one thing I loved about running early before it got light out was just watching the sunrise while I was out, yeah. Um, we'll go to Jeremy, and then Shamar, you can go next. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy is just sharing that, you know, growing up in a church with Christian leaders and it's a lot of repression of how people were actually feeling and feeling like they have to put on a certain way if that's not really what's going on inside and just sharing gratitude. Yeah, what'd you say? Yeah, the happy Jesus smile. It's, yeah, that's uh, not my thing. Um, Jesus does make me happy sometimes, so, yeah. Um, we'll go to Shamari and then over here to Melissa, yeah. Thank you, Shamari. Shamari is a leader at Step by Step. She was saying a ministry she's been involved in and now has become a leader in. And, and just they had a Christmas party with all the moms and just seeing all the, the joy that they experienced and how just a special of a moment that was uh, brought Shamari joy. Yeah, over here. Yeah, so she was just sharing a teacher at Tate's Creek and um, let the kids watch the World Cup and, and just experiencing the joy of watching uh, this sport and this event that so many people love so much and just the joy on their faces as they kind of shared that moment together. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Rick.
Yeah. Yeah, so Rick was just sharing that, you know, earlier this year had just a really hard time and didn't know if he was going to live, and it's just given you new eyes to see things differently and, and, and just being able here to sit and just see what's happening in the space and just experience joy because you didn't know if you'd get to see that again. So, yeah, I love that that experience in your life gave you fresh eyes to see your life and to see others and everything uh, with a different perspective and have more joy. I think often those who have been through the most somehow have the most joy, you know, and there's I'm learning that there's even joy found in, in grief and, and a lot of the things that, that we go through in life. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Yeah, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Just sharing, hearing the little ones in the room um, just brings them so much joy. You got a lot of good quotes, Rob, from songs. You've shared them. I love the kicking at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. Is that another one, too? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just experiencing the joy of just all the, the kids, and, and I've certainly felt that this week with Kai, and Kai's brought me and Laura so much joy this week, even as he's been sick. Um, we'll go back to Lisa in the back. Yeah, so Lisa was just sharing. She's been praying for some things for, for many, many years and starting to see um, a lot of things that she'd been praying for actually come into her life now and seeing prayers answered um, over a long time. And that waiting's not easy, but, yeah, the, the joy at the end is even greater um, because of the waiting. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Caleb, have you been trying to get my attention for so long? Raise that hand high, Caleb, as high as you can. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Caleb and Emily are both sharing that they found joy in their new fur baby. This is a thing, I guess. I'm not, I would not understand that, uh, but found joy in a new cat in their home and, and all the just kind of fun stuff related to that, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm allergic to cats, so I will never have a fur baby in my home. Yes, John.
I'm going to summarize. I have to do very good listening on Sundays when I do this. Um, John was sharing first. He had a great Japanese meal uh, at the home of an unnamed family in the church. Um, and it was amazing. Uh, and so he's grateful for that. But then also just all the ways he's, a couple of specific ways just of seeing his, his presence and him being there in the classroom and the small ways of showing love and kindness and belief in the students has just um, made a difference. And so thank you, John, for sharing that. Those are beautiful stories. And you are, you are doing what we're talking about. You know, you're bringing this new creation into your classroom by doing that. So thank you for sharing that example with us. Anything else? I can probably do one more, maybe. Jackie? Uh, I'll do two. I saw, I saw two hands. We'll go Jackie, and then we'll go back here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jackie was just sharing gratitude for our worship team and yeah, all the time and effort and creativity they put into what they do and it's such a blessing uh, to all of us. So, uh, absolutely. And in the back, yeah. Absolutely. So just sharing about younger siblings and being able to just have FaceTime calls um, while doing menial tasks and just being able to have that moment together, even though you all are separated by, by many, many hours. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I do want to, some folks online have shared a few things, so I just want to make sure I share what they um, have shared this morning. Julie Duff was sharing that her nephews, um, she says, my nephews brought me joy. Also reading and researching female leadership in the early church gives me hope that we might finally get back on track. Uh, Lindsay Trent shared that the joy and innocence of watching my daughter play and discover new things. Everything is new at nine months. Uh, yes, that is very true. Uh, Julie Duff also shared Christmas lights bring her joy. Uh, Kyle Heft, um, who no longer lives here but has uh, been a part of this church in the past and served here, um, went to seminary. He shares that Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Fourth Movement, Ode to Joy, I consider it a third day of Advent hymn, and so um, that's bringing him joy. Sue Crone is just sharing. She received a text this morning from one of the young women in Costa Rica just to say hi and that she loves me, um, and that brought her joy. Uh, Nancy Heiner said, my dog is having a happy dream right now and making cute noises. That is awesome. Um, Jessica Young said, watching my five-year-old learn to read, the excitement she has is amazing to see, fills my heart. Sue, uh, I think she meant to say this whole thing earlier when she said Christmas lights, but she said, Christmas lights bring me joy and remind me of the light um, brought to the world with Christ's birth. Sonda Coleman shares unexpected blessings that come that is so right on time. 
Amen. Renee Column, Column shares, good to see you, Renee. It's been a while. Uh, just shares Christ's birth. Uh, Jim Barrick says, finding joy in watching our daughter grow and discover new things about the world around her. Uh, that's a common theme. Renee also shares, having blessed friends who support and love you when you're going through the storms. Absolutely. Um, and then Sue also sh- says that uh, the kids laughing and chasing each other last week at the gathering. Um, also hearing Kai laugh at another baby the other week in church. <laughs> uh, joyful noise. Yes, Kai loves to laugh at, at everyone. It's great. Um, Renee shares Embrace Church is my forever family, and that's what brings her joy. So thank you all so much. Uh, this was hopefully uplifting to you. It certainly was to me. It's kind of selfish to do this because I just wanted uh, you yeah, to to spread some goodness to me this morning, but I really do appreciate that.